0: Asalaamu alaikum and welcome to a brand new episode of the Muslim Vibe. We're back, it's official. Um, so we've been on a long break, uh, as you probably already know. Uh, Salim has resigned from the Muslim Vibe, so um, in the meantime we've just been kind of working on a bunch of different things to kind of uh, deal with that transition. Um, and I've been kind of working on building up my confidence and making sure I can get everything set up uh, to start recording this podcast officially and properly and regularly. Uh, So new mics and new camera and a new office. Um, And also just a little bit of background, um, I've moved to California. Um, I should probably introduce myself. I'm the co-founder of the Muslim Vibe, CEO slash creative director. Um, In today's episode, we're gonna be speaking with Salim. Um, talking about the the departure from the Muslim Vibe. Going to be talking a little bit about his new role as Zahra Trust, a Muslim charity based in the UK that do a lot of work in Afghanistan and Iraq and Pakistan. Um, So he's got some very interesting stories to share from his uh, last few months that he's been working there. Um, That's pretty much it. So let's jump straight into the conversation with Salim. It's been a long time, my friend.
1: Well, we got there in the end after half an hour of technical issues.
0: Yeah, we have... uh, So. just a little insight uh, for everyone. Salim just actually helped me set this whole thing up. Um, obviously, he's he's the guy that's been uh, behind the podcast, and uh, now we're in in, in different positions. Um, so it's probably actually worthwhile explaining that to the guests, isn't it? Because uh, we've been on a very long break. Um, they're probably yeah. wondering what's happened, where you've where you've disappeared to. So. Um, I guess it's time for us to have that discussion and, and, and share share with our listeners, our avid listeners. Uh,
1: yeah, so so for, for all of those people, um, I guess they've been heavily invested in the podcast. All seven of you, thank you very much for for being there for all these years. <laughs> um, but no, I I mean, jokes aside, so yeah, it, it's been a while. I think at, at the time when so i've i've now officially left uh the muslim vibe and at the time when we were kind of going through this and this transition and everything else we were discussing putting out a podcast putting out a statement or whatever but i think we just didn't in the end um and now it feels like sufficient time has passed where we just move on the podcast resumes and and life goes on but unfortunately i'm, I'm not going to be there anymore uh definitely actually it's probably one of the things i'm going to miss the most um about the Muslim vibe it was uh, what seven years we were working together on that project seven um, years I
0: mean eight years in total including the year before that I took to yeah. kind of
1: do all the work and well. but, but like in that time there's been so many amazing conversations and people that I've met um and that we've both like shared experiences we've had like random meetings and funny stories that uh some we we can tell people others we can't but there's it it's a a lot to look back on and i think definitely for me one of the one of the best things has always been the podcast um just because like having the experience of speaking to so many people and hopefully you'll experience it as well like you, you get to reach out to people that are doing amazing things and just pick their brains for an hour and and i guess if there's one piece of advice although i don't think you've asked but one piece of advice i'd give you is like always ask that why question it sounds like a stupid idea um it sounds like a stupid thing to say why
0: Why should i do that
1: because no (laughs) genuinely that's that's one of the things i learned along the way is that like when you just ask people why and let them talk like you you really get to like a person's essence um and 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 understand so if you were to ask me for example why i loved talking to people it's because i love um connecting with other people i love listening to other people's perspectives and takes and and you know me like i i can talk all day and all night. Um, but sometimes on the podcast, it was just a case of of, of shutting up and, and listening um, mm. and trying to understand a different perspective and then just probing further and asking that kind of next question. And I think sometimes people kind of uh, give themselves to the opportunity or like to the occasion. Other times you'll find people are very guarded and kind of don't want to speak and you've got to try and break them out of their shell but again that's something I do enjoy like you know even from a social perspective like if we go out and there's one person that's a bit quiet I like kind of talking to them trying to include them in the conversation get Mm -hmm. them in on the banter and everything else so it's it's fun and I think for me I always saw it like there were these conversations with uh super amazing kind of high achieving people um and I'm just lucky enough to be the one that's asking them questions um, and then I hope that people kinda of benefit from the conversations and we obviously try and make it relevant and everything else. But uh yeah. We're on the other side now.
0: We're on the other side. Yeah, so much has happened this year. Um you've you've left the Muslim vibe, um you're now working for a charity, um, I've moved to California. Um it's just, it's just so much has happened in such a short period of time as well because it was like
1: the office it it was like so so obviously we're we're obsessed with uh, the show the the office but like the the last few weeks in our office felt like the end of of like a 10 season episode because we had so many like cameos people dropping in and dropping out and then just one by one well like even the main office moved
0: right like isn't even the main office like the actual (laughs) team we had to move our actual office location um so, just to kind of fill the uh, listeners in So, um, so like I said, Salim left in, I think it was June, right? June? Um, March, end
1: what? of May End of May
0: June yeah, end, of, end of May, June yeah, end of May End of Ramadan is basically when it was, I think, right? Um, and so, since then, um, obviously, we haven't uh, been uh, doing any podcasts and stuff And I've just been kind of like mustering up my own, like, uh, confidence and everything To kind of take it on Because this, this is usually not my forte Like, um but um and i wanted to make sure i had everything set up properly as well and, and i don't want to do it in front of people like i don't know how you did this in front of i, I i'm under so much pressure right now even though you're like someone i know like literally like the back of my hand you and know i have no one with me right now and and i'm still feeling a bit like you know the anxious. worst
1: ones the worst ones so i don't like the video recorded ones anyway Uh, I don't mind when it's my webcam because I can just zone out and ignore everyone. I don't know if you remember, I put banners in front of like your face so you couldn't actually see me. But when when we were sat and we had like the two cameras set up in the audience, in the audience, in the office, sorry, those were the worst because uh, I remember there was like the the Sex in Islam podcast and that's already like a very sensitive uh, topic. And I think that day was like a packed office. There was like five people sat behind me all just working and I'm conscious of that i'm conscious of like not uh saying anything inappropriate and you know making sure you have the, the conversation the right way that it, it's it's awful trust me like, just having one person in the room is one too many mm. so you just have to pretend like everyone's um just n- no one's listening no one's actually uh paying attention um but yeah it's, it's not it wasn't nice that's the one thing i didn't like about the podcast in the office because there was so it didn't like, tell me
0: i think people want to know what what's your best memory of the muslim vibe and what's your best what what do you think your best podcast was you can answer that question in whichever order you want mm.
1: so i think uh, in terms of memories um some of the moments when like one of the first ones was i think in the first year i don't know if you remember we had kind of forecasted figures for what we wanted to achieve and what we wanted to reach um Um, spreadsheet sessions yeah and and then and then one time we sat down in a meeting like our a a year on we're like let's review let's see where we're at and I, I believe if I'm not mistaken the numbers were pretty much spot on yeah and I was like oh my god like this is incredible we've achieved xyz but then we kind of said well we forecasted this as well like all we've done is just matched what we were expecting or what we wanted to achieve. Sure. Um, so that was, that was, I think a very nice moment in terms of like actual things. I think like the first time, uh, we had that, this is not my Islam video. The, the response to ISIS that Sanasino, the spoken word artist had, had done. And I think like at the time, BBC trending got in touch and they were interested in profiling. They never did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Piers Morgan retweeted that one. Yeah, he did. Sammy Youssef as well. And and so, so that was the first time when, and that was, I think, January. We had launched in October 2014. That was January. Um, and I think since then, there's been loads of these kind of viral moments and verified accounts and, and all of this stuff. But like, that was the first time. I think Eamon Holmes from ITV at one point followed us, still does probably. Yeah, he started
0: following us, yeah.
1: Yeah, That like, th- these moments were nice, but the first time it happened was was this video. And that's when I think we... I don't know about you, but I kind of realised that, oh, actually, we might be onto something here with this platform. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the potential to um, get into the mainstream and, and get our narrative across. Um, and actually, this this platform, it, it, it does serve a purpose. Obviously, that was always the intention. But it was, like, very early on, within three, four months, we saw something very quickly um, get that kind of virality that we knew yeah. we could achieve. Um, in terms of podcast... So I, I was telling you just before, because we were talking about the, the technical side of things. So there was uh, a sister, I can't remember her name, um, that worked at Sky News in Australia. And I think after the Christchurch uh, terrorist attack, she decided to, to leave her job. Um, and that became like a little mini story at the time. And I got in touch with her and she was like, yeah, I'll, I'll happily do an interview. And... It was an Im- it was an amazing conversation we had. She was saying like you know again you know th- there's no sort of bias or you don't want guests necessarily say a particular thing, but she was from from my perspective like you know from a biased perspective she was saying all the right things all the things that I wanted to hear and I believe when it comes to talking about uh, the the media representation everything else, and I was like this is amazing I can't wait for this to go out because her story had like. Made it a little bit, but I thought, actually, th- once you hear her speak in full, this is huge. People will really kind of resonate with this. Um, and then for whatever reason, like the whole, throughout the whole audio, there's just this crackling. And it's not even like a crackling that you can, you can ignore or you can edit out. It was just consistent crackling. Something had gone wrong and we just couldn't use it. And by the time we were potentially able to re-record, the, the moment had gone, you know, like, you know how it is. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stimble. And and even like, even, even when you record like a video as well, you know, if, if there is a technical issue and you try and record it again, it's never quite the same. And I knew we wouldn't be able to like, cause the, the way the conversation happened and obviously like thoughts are popping up in my head in real time and she's talking and I'm just jumping in and then she's kind of answering me and, and, uh, it, it was such a beautiful narrative. So that was like, uh, one of those frustrating ones, like one that got away almost, um, in terms of favorite podcast, I think there's 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 three with uh, three or four with Jawad Shamali that we recorded. Um, those I think were always really good because again, from like a slightly personal or selfish perspective, uh, I would read like some some book. Um, like one of them was I think the Power of Now or The Surrender Experiment, and then off the back of that would give them a call and say, let's record a podcast, and we would discuss the book and the concepts in the book. So you know, like, after you've watched a good movie, you go out with your friends and mm. you talk about the film. This was like, you go out with someone who's into philosophy and you discuss the philosophy of the book. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and I was, I was lucky enough, I think, to, to be able to do that. And again, I think, you know, based off the feedback that we got... Uh, a lot of people resonated with those conversations, especially people who had, who had read the book. But even then, we made the conversations kind of broad enough that even if you hadn't, uh, you would still enjoy it. Um, I always look back on the Asim Qureshi uh, podcast as well. Uh, I can't remember the name of his book. Do you remember the name of his book?
0: Uh, I Refused to Condemn or something like that?
1: No, that was, that was the compilation that he was a part of afterwards. Um... I am I'm, I'm not going to yeah, google it. Remember. It's fine. But that that was <laughs> a good I was, podcast.
0: I was there in the uh, office that that when, yeah, yeah. when you were recording that and I was just like wow this is like really really so,
1: good. So, so even that book his book is phenomenal and I recommend it to everyone um because it's it's for me it 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 just says everything and, and is that kind of almost definitive manuscript explaining the context of being muslim in britain and 9/11 and understanding um Terror laws prevent all of this kind of stuff, but it just presents a very well rounded perspective, and it's from a very from his, from his side. It's very kind of personal, but he also ties in uh, Islamic history and kind of almost theology as well, which is something that you don't see very often. You either see For like sure. a contemporary uh, political book, or you see like a religious manuscript. You don't see the two combined. Um, so that in particular, I think was was. I haven't listened back to that actually. I remember the video, again, we had technical issues on the video for that, if you remember. Oh
0: my god, you're right, yeah, like as in, yeah, there were vast chunks of it just went missing.
1: Like, to, I think to, to, 20 minute bits that just didn't record, so we, we could never use the video for that, but, but the yeah. audio of that podcast was was really good. But That's this is the thing, I goes, mean, this is, man. this is the fun of like... Um, as in, this uh, recording might,
0: this recording probably get messed up now as well. <laughs> Hopefully not. It's
1: all good, we can do it again. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I think those ones definitely stand out. So um, I think
0: our listeners probably want to know what what you're up to now. Like, so you've left the Muslim vibe. what, what, yeah. what, what, what have you been working on? Uh,
1: so, I guess I, I, I can I can give you the kind of uh, condensed story. So so I made the decision in in Ramadan to leave the Muslim vibe. Um, I waited to tell you until after the month of Ramadan because uh, I, I don't believe uh, conversations like that should be had on an empty stomach or like a too-full stomach. And there's no in-between, unfortunately, in Ramadan. So I was like, you know, let me wait it out. And and my thinking was that after uh, I've spoken to you and I kind of, you know, post on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and whatever else, I'll just see, see what's out there. Like, I didn't have a plan. I, I think for me... Uh, I want to be able to spend my time doing something that's of value uh, to the community, giving back in whatever way I can. Um, and I like to think that, you know, over the years with the Muslim vibe, I've, I've gained a little bit of experience in, in certain areas. Um, so that was on my mind. And I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll, I'll see what comes my way. And then in the last week of Ramadan, I got a, a call from Sheikh Masumian, who's the head of the Zahra Trust, and he basically said, uh, I've, I've I've, got a role that I want you to to, to have a, at uh, the Zahara Trust. Um, I think you'd be perfect for it. I'd love to, you know, chat to you more about it. And he's like, oh, I, I know you're involved with the Muslim vibe, but I feel there's still a way you can do it. Maybe take a bit of a backseat and come on board here. And there's, you know, loads of opportunity and, and you know, we're, we're growing as an organization, all of this stuff. And so when he said that, like it, for me, it ticked that box. Like I said, all I want to do is be able to serve the community and give back and um, I, I to to be honest, I I said yes simply because I I didn't see a point. I was like, you know, I had this whole month, by the way, you can imagine it wasn't like a a straightforward. Like, okay, I'm gonna leave the Muslim vibe. That's it. Like, I was anxious and worried. Like, I don't know how Hasib's gonna take it. I don't know what's gonna happen. What's it gonna be like? Is it you know? Is everything gonna be okay afterwards? All of that stuff. But, like, the one thing is also I I wanted to find something that, you know, would be something that would uh, help support my family, but also continue in the kind of line of work. And I do still see it very much as being um, community facing in that sense, like uplifting in some way that's like, you know, involved within uh, Islamic work, if that makes sense. I don't know. it's, It's almost like a bit cringe slash cliche but you know what I mean like the, the kind of stuff that we're doing is, is what I'm passionate about um and so that's it so so now I've since so June end of May I left CMV middle of June uh my son was born so I had a had a second kid um in case you didn't know Hasib congratulations you know thank you very much uh, how's he doing that. yeah he's good uh he's what five months now I think um but yeah, so, so Leith was born middle of June and then middle of July I started working. And I don't know if you remember, I think we spoke in between that time and you were asking, oh, how's it going? And he was like a few weeks or a few months, or I think a few weeks old. And I was just telling you I was loving life because it was like the first time I had six weeks not having to kind of keep my eye on TMV stuff. And obviously mm. at the time there was like, oh, we're moving office and... We have to find a new place and everything else, and and so, going from that constant, s- not stress, but you know what I mean, like uh, mental... yeah, it's in the background, it's constantly
0: in the background. Yeah, I, 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 so like, you know like bro, like last night, I think I pretty much I had a dream about like stuff that I've got to do for the Muslim vibe. Like I think that's what I did the whole last night. I was working so <laughs> in my dreams.
1: So 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 going from that to like having six weeks, obviously at home, changing nappies and and just spending time at home was so nice to have that kind of break and then uh mid-july so my my son was a month old at this point uh started working at the zahra trust and uh my role is basically working uh across marketing media and comms um and pretty much doing everything it's a relatively small organization in terms of the team is only seven or eight people in the office in london so,
0: so could you could you tell us more about what zahra trust does because um i'm sure like i'm i'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't heard of it i'm sure a few people have um but it'd be good to hear from you i mean you're the marketing comms guy now so yeah the the thing is
1: as, as, as you know i'm not the best at like doing formal uh elevator pitches or anything like that but but essentially it's a it's a charity that works on kind of uh upliftment of of people around the world um the main areas we operate in are iraq afghanistan uh Pakistan Lebanon um and many others i still need to you know familiarize myself with all the territories no i i i do know i just don't want to bore you um <laughs> no so so yeah like I, I, in terms of the work I, I mean we we do a lot of stuff with um orphans and widows in iraq specifically and, and actually just if i can kind of go on a little bit one of the things that i really like so i went to iraq in my second or third month uh, with the organization and we went to the office in Najaf. And one of the things that I actually found incredible um, was that an important initiative they have is that widows come in every day um, and basically make grant appeals and they come in, you know, asking for support and all that kind of stuff. And there's a fridge in the office that doesn't have... So it's, it's a glass door fridge so you can see inside and it's like well lit and it's left permanently, prominently in the office. And the reason they've done that is that they stock it with nice drinks, you know, like the, the top of the range stuff that we were getting offered when we go there, all the nice juices and the sodas and everything else. And the reason they do that is that they want the the people that come there to feel like guests and they want to make sure that, that the staff aren't lazy because if there's no, if there's no glass door, then, then they can't see what's in there already, right? So you can just say, oh, we've only got water. Sorry, here you go. Um, but the, the, that element of dignity is really important. Um, and so it's like, even if you're forcing the staff into like twisting their arm and making sure that they go the extra mile, the fact is that, they, that that's, in, that's instilled within everything that's happening there, even to that sort of micro level, which is something I thought was really nice. And they also make sure that even if, for example, we don't support your grant uh, application, they still always give like a little toy for the kids um, so that they're not leaving completely empty handed. But like yeah. I said, like the, the, the ethos of dignity is really important in the way that things are done. Um, to, to be honest, in terms of a lot of the, the other activities, it's, it's kind of very similar to what you might see from from other organizations. So housing, food, education, water. Um, but like, like there's another project that I went to see um, and, and they built kind of houses uh, so on the road between Najaf and Karbala, there's uh, there's some houses that have been built there for kind of uh, the locals and they're specifically for orphans and widows. And the requirement to live, it's not even a requirement, it's a request that's made by the trust and that's that they keep their kids in education. That's it. Um, and basically they get the keys to the house and they live there and there's like a water um, filtration plant on site that provides clean drinking water to these houses, something that most people in in Iraq wouldn't have anyway. So it's not just a case of bringing people from, like, down here to just a little bit higher, but it's trying to kind of lift them up as much as possible. And and as I said, like, the the, the throughout the process, the respect element and everything else, there's one final case, if you will permit me, um, but, like, we went to a cancer hospital in Karbala, and there was... Um, we're actually going to be releasing a video very soon where we kind of interview the, the, the this, this young girl's uncle. And basically she was in desperate need of, of cancer treatment and, you know, the, the whole welfare system there is not great and everything else. And so through the trust, I think um, they, they're now in, I'm not sure where in Iran, but they've gone to Iran for treatment and the girl's now getting radiotherapy and everything else. And, and inshallah, obviously we don't know what's going to happen, but this was something and like, I think for me, it's still kind of hitting home the work that we're doing because every time I'm seeing a case study and I'm watching a video and I'm kind of seeing someone say, oh, without the Zahra Trust, we, I, I don't know what our situation would be. It's, it's incredibly humbling, um, to be a part of that. And like, I, I think also, you know, me, me and you, said we haven't had this conversation, but me and you have, have worked with charities um, you know, with the Muslim vibe, we've we've been on the outside. We, we've looked inside, and I think the perception from the outside is very different to when you get on on the inside. Because actually, like I've I've been almost a skeptic of the charity sector, and and I still am to a large extent because I think there's a lot of um, mismanagement and wastage and everything else. And and I don't mean within the zahra Trust, but generally within the sector. You know, we've 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 seen it um, ourselves. Um, but when it comes to actually getting down to the essence of upliftment and trying to change people's lives and and give people opportunities and everything else, that whole process and being a part of that is incredibly special. Um and you, very humbling as well.
0: We we met um we were doing little uh I think some of the team members organized like a little farewell dinner thing. Yeah. Um, and we and we met then and we kinda of caught up and we were talking about um what you've been working on at the Zara Trust then, right? And and you, you shared this, uh, like, amazing, like, fascinating story, right? Yeah. Of uh, this kid that needed uh, a very rare um, drug um, that cost, well, how much was it? Two, $2 million dollars or something? Two point one million, million dollars. Two point one million dollars. Um and I, I remember that like I came back home I told my wife that story as well. I was like well that's that's crazy like it's nice to see that Salim's actually doing something worthwhile <laughs> right I like, couldn't you couldn't be doing anything else um share that story with us because that, that that honestly that was that was really that was really intense and I was following it kind of uh, unfold yeah, yeah. on social media too at the same time so um yeah
1: so so uh this was my my second or third week working at the Zahra Trust and uh Sheikh Masumian, the head of the, the trust, was in town. He's, he usually lives in Iraq. Um, but he was in town for a few weeks and he, he came in one day and he's like, we're having a meeting at 10.30 about this, this boy. I was like, okay, fine. I was like, what is it? He's like, we need to raise 2.1 million dollars um, because this boy needs an injection that will save his life. And again, my reaction, like everybody, is like, 2.1 million is a lot of money. Uh, how are we going to do that? He's like, it's our duty. We have to try. Uh, if this was your kid, like you would do anything you could to, to, to try and save his life. We have to do this. Um, and I, was, I, I couldn't really argue with that. So I was like, OK, fair enough. Um, and then we kind of we went into the we went into the meeting and we got the background. And, and so, so what it is, uh, Mehdi is his name. He had uh, or he has spinal muscular atrophy type one, which is the most aggressive form of the four types of spinal muscular atrophy. And the, his chances of living beyond the age of two are slim to none. Um, so he was, at the time, I believe, six or seven months old. Um, and the family who live in Iraq had locally fundraised. They had asked the government. They had basically done everything and anything they could to try and raise this money. Um, and, and they were still working on it, but they, they had asked for, for help. And and I, I can't remember how it got to us Um but, but but they had kind of been around and they had spoken to a lot of different charities and, and a lot of people had that same reaction of, well, 2.1 million is a lot. Imagine what we can do with that, everything else. And and there is like, you know, I've had that ethical, moral conversation a million times, but I mean, specifically, this is uh, what I, my response even to myself was that I I, I can't save the whole world. Um, I, I, I don't intend to, that's not what I'm here for, but this one kid's life is there, um, this problem is in front of me. There's this this limited amount of money, which is two point one million dollars, needs to be raised. If I can help, kind of facilitate that in any way, then that's the challenge I've got to. I've got to try and you know solve. Um, so, to cut a long story short, we did a fundraising campaign. Um, so, you know, we we, we gave just what before, we could from. Just, the, so, yeah. Sorry,
0: Sam. Just to carry off. So just just before that, um, do you mind telling uh, us a little bit about what that disease is?
1: Yeah. It's a, uh, I'm not a doctor, but it's a degenerative muscle disease. So esen- essentially, the way that it ultimately kills you is that your, your muscles weaken um, to the point that I think the muscles that are required for breathing stop working and, and you essentially die. Um and so we so this is the thing. I mentioned that I went to meet Mehdi in I oh, sorry, I went to Iraq in my in my second month on the job. Uh, we actually met Mehdi and his father and mother in in Najev, and that was actually incredibly difficult because at the time we hadn't raised all the money and, and, and time was against us. I think the optimal time to receive this drug is before the age of nine or ten months, and we were we were there or thereabouts already. So already the chances, whilst the chances are very high, and by the way, this this is the crazy thing: it's not like a treatment plan for two years; it's one injection that costs two point one million dollars. Now, mm. how how the uh, how the company justify this in their own heads? I don't know. I'm sure there's a a, a justifiable reason for the, the steep price tag, but what they do from like a PR perspective is that every year they put all the kids who have SMA all the names into a hat and apparently they pick one name out in like a raffle system and that kid gets the, the drug for free everybody else has to pay 2.1 million or essentially die uh it's, it's pretty grim you know when you, when you actually think about this um it's horrible but uh it's available just about on the nhs but not all cases are applicable um there was like a family recently where the kid i think was either too old or there were some other factors where it wouldn't have been as certain to have worked as it could have so initially the NHS weren't going to give the drug to the kid then there was a petition and they kicked up some fuss and I think they managed to Uh, coming back to Mehdi so they had done pretests and and essentially the pretest confirmed that this drug would be effective and it would work all we had to do was raise the money Um, so we set up a crowdfunding campaign but we kind of knew this was going to have to come from from uh, you know larger donors and uh, I guess to, to cut a long story short and, and for the purpose of the donor actually wanting uh, anonymity in all of this, uh, we, we required half a million dollars. Everything else had kind of, you know, we we'd collected little bits here and there and slightly larger donations. We required half a million and, and, and one uh, almost random, but like, you know, anonymous donor came forward and, and, and gave the full amount um there's in the half a million that was required and to be honest like I I I thought I would feel like this 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 wave of emotion but you know me I'm a bit too emotionless so like I I I was I was basically just like okay fine we've got the pledge now I need to cash you know I I need to get the 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 check cashed Mm -hmm. and believe it or not from from the pledge till actually tying everything up and getting the money together. It must have been two weeks or something. It was, it was crazy. Like, there's a, there's a whole longer story, which I can, I can tell you offline. But um, once we finally got it, um, the drug was ordered. That takes two weeks to arrive. And then Mehdi had that one injection. And there was this video. I'll send you this afterwards so that you can check it out. But there's this video that his family posted where, like, a few months ago, he was lying down on his stomach And like, if you lifted his head up and they put a pillow underneath, but you lift his head up, it just flops straight back down. But now, so he's still, he's still got three months or four months of, of uh, therapy and and rehab to go through. But now he can actually lie down on his stomach and like lift his neck up. up, And and it's, it, it, that's like, uh, it gives you goosebumps because even when we saw him, he was a big kid, he's like six months and I'm looking at my own son who's now four or five months and I can see he can like, you know, lift his neck up, look around and everything else. And when you think of of a child at that age who literally can't do anything, his legs have started to swell because they weren't being used. Um, and, and you know this is why that the longer you leave it, the the more dangerous it can become. But but yeah, like you said, uh, you know you said in jest, like oh, it's good that I'm I'm making the most of my time, whatever. But it's it's actually incredible to be a part of something like that. I I didn't do anything like I you know probably gave like a tenner when I set up the fundraising page myself. That was it. But then being able to facilitate and 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 I guess being a uh, being used by God to, to to be a part of of, of Mehdi's life and journey and, and who knows you know what can happen from here but yeah Alhamdulillah to cut a long story short his uh, treatment was a success and he's now still in Dubai I believe getting um, uh, yeah. going through the whole rehab process but that was very intense um, I did not expect that when I when I signed up for this role I just thought you know. Put a few social media posts out, and that'll be it. But like, it was you. That's when you realize how real this is, and then also meeting him, and like when you when you put a face to a person and a story, and you know, you look in the father's eyes. It's uh, it's a different different thing altogether.
0: No, for sure. Like uh, I remember because obviously, whilst you were doing the fundraising for that, it was all kind of taking place on social media as well, um, and just kind of like seeing the updates in real time. Almost, it was it's quite uh, it was quite intense, but. Subhanallah, there's like some very generous people out there um, that have that have the wealth to be able to kind of uh, save a life like that, you know, because obviously, two point one million dollars is not cheap, um, and, and but you know every life is precious, right? Um, Salim so um, w- tell me a little bit about like what your plans are for the future as a Trust.
1: Honestly. And and I think I've I've realized this throughout this whole kind of leaving TMV process is that I I I really take each day as it comes and almost like frustratingly soft, you'll so you you have experiences. That sounds, you, you know, it's,
0: you sound like one of those guys that's like you know like um you're you're about to retire on a yacht and it's like yeah hey, you know I just I just take every day as it comes you
1: know. <laughs> but see you know what I mean like I I walking I, you around never, in your I,
0: slippers and Hawaiian shirt.
1: I've I've never believed in like a 2-year plan or a 5-year plan like you, you know honestly no, no, like you, I'm I'm, yeah, no, I'm, very right. a, I'm very much a I'm very much a here and now guy so like even a month before I decided to leave TMV I couldn't have told you that was on the radar because uh I I I don't know I really don't know so I, I don't have a master plan I keep thinking like I'm in my 30s now I need to have a master plan but honestly uh whatever opportunities come up um wh- whichever direction life takes me and yeah it's getting more and more cliche the more i say it now i can just hear it but but genuinely i, I don't know we'll see what happens no uh, i hate
0: i hate you i hate you man look watch i went up space. in california like is in. <laughs> think about it from like the time we first met right yeah eight years ago nine years ago and if if as in it is it, not even it was not nowhere near the equation for it to be like oh at some point, I'm gonna end up in California. Like I'm some dude from, like, barking. You've seen barking. where I've come from. You, you literally, <laughs> you, you saw, you saw the council estates and the ghetto that I came from. And it's yeah. just like, okay, now I'm out here, and it's like sunny in November and stuff. You know, like, it's it's, it's weird, man. But yeah, no, you're right. Like life, life. I mean, a lot decides, right? That's that's basically what's happening, right? And we're just kind of yeah. making ourselves. We're, we're just trying to show up um, in the best way and i guess yeah. whatever he plans uh, will be the best plan um yeah no for I sure i think the man. the
1: one thing the one thing as well is that like I, uh, a lot of people said and even i thought at the time when i was like leaving that oh it's going to be difficult to leave you know it's like it's your baby you've worked on this project for 7 years and blah 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 the podcast and naturally i miss uh, a lot of things about the Muslim, but I miss the conversations, I miss the people, I miss the office, the banter, the dynamics, everything that we had going. But, hand on heart, like, am I emotionally attached to the project? No, not at all. Because, for me, it was always just a means to doing the work. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was a part of of the thing. So this is why, like, when when I look at an opportunity, like where I am now, working at the Zahra Trust, for me, it's the same thing. I don't care who's, name is on the door. I don't care that I'm not the the, the director or the guy running the show. It's it's still doing the same work. Um, And I think that's been quite an empowering and almost like a liberating thing because I know now that like I'm not actually, uh, even that jump from self-employment to employment, uh it is is long <laughs> like you know having to having to uh have like designated time off and having to turn up on time and and be answerable and dress a certain way and whatever it's it's, it's not it's not as fun as like just rocking up in the summers in like t-shirts and a shorts and shorts but um but I, I all of that stuff's not important for me anyway um for me it's just about being able to kind of do the work um and and, and that's like that's been honestly very empowering because you know like we've we've spoken about projects and things that we've been involved in the past and I'm always telling you like you need to be able to detach yourself and like emotionally and this and that and it's very easy to say but then I got to experience it for myself and and honestly I found it a very seamless experience mm-hmm. um in a weird way but but like in a very positive way as well, I think.
0: Well, obviously, there, there's this thing, there's, there's there's thing about timing, right? Like, as in, obviously, it was at a time in your life where it, it was meant to be. Like, as mm. in that that junior, t- you, you're saying, like, for example, your your son Leif, was born, um, you know, just after Ramadan. You know, sometimes it, there's these moments where it's 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 a good time to make a, make a move. You know, yeah. um, like for example, you know, like this year. I also resigned from a non-profit project that I was, that, that we we co-founded, right? Uh, you, you, you'd you stepped away from that for, for a few years now, but even for me, it was like, oh, it's gonna be some emotional, like, oh, goodbye, and, you know, those kind of things, but, you know, a lot of that's just in our head, and it's I, I guess we're like, um, it's things that we learn, right? Like, is in how things should be. Even, like, isn't you know, it's weird to maybe talk about this on a podcast, but, you know, like, for example, when people found out That you had resigned Right So the first thing They would call me And be like Is everything okay And I'm like chill Are you guys still friends Are you guys still speaking I'm like listen mate This ain't some like Pakistani drama Right
1: Yeah
0: Because one of the first things That we kind of made clear From the beginning Of our partnership That there was going to be No no drama Do you get what I mean yeah. right? Whichever way it goes right? None of this kind of Like nonsense and politics Right Um. But I guess people just I, I guess we, we just become Too used to hearing those stories So it's like you almost live it and it that's not reality
1: the the awkwardness is that like so last week two weeks ago I went to I went to like some social event uh some of kid's birthday you did. not it was a kid's birthday I was going to say that's a social event kid's it sounds like
0: and it's a networking event for Salim
1: no no it, it was like uh, it was actually quite weird because all of the parents. Wait, are, you were about, are you talking about? Are you talking about
0: Layla's Layla's birthday party?
1: My my own kid's birthday. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the <laughs> social event <laughs> I'm referring to. No, it was it was another kid's birthday, and like and like I was talking to one of the guys there, and then he messaged he messaged me a few days later, and he's like, "Oh my god, I didn't realize you left the Muslim vibe. I just found out. Like, is everything okay?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, it's all fine." Now like, you know that, that 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 same thing you were just saying. And then you're just, um, it, it's annoying because it's constantly ongoing. So like today, someone messaged in a group, they wanted me to play football and they were like, oh, come on, you can put our, like, you can talk about our techers on the Muslim vibe. I don't even bother saying I don't, I'm not involved with the Muslim vibe anymore, because then that opens that whole can of worms. But I think it's it's going to be one of those things that it's going to take a few years to, to kind of... Uh, Get past those to, those awkward you conversations. You need to get
0: some billboards out there, mate. You need to.
1: Uh, I need to come out as atheist or something, and then <laughs> it will be like it <laughs> can't be you can't be involved with the Muslim. <laughs> but, but I, I don't know, honestly. need to, how, honestly, need to edit that. I, yeah, no, obviously not. But um, you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's uh, yeah, like I think people yeah, love because a the thing is,
0: it be, it became uh, also like the, especially when you when you took over the podcast, it became very synonymous with you, right. And, mm. and you were doing such a good job at it because I remember as well. Even with, with the podcast, oh, like, thank you very much. I think, I think the first like 5-10 episodes that you did, um, they weren't great. And I, I, I would tell you, right, and I'm like, Salim, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not vibing, <laughs> it's not connecting, right? But then I remember just like one episode. I don't know what happened. You just flipped a switch, and I'm, I'm listening to it in the car, and I'm like, Yo, actually, actually, I can listen to this for an hour now. Like, I'm like, Well, this is actually really good. Right and mm. then You just like Went on a, a nice streak You built up like Our, our, our um, Base of listeners And stuff All seven of them um, No but Marshall, you did, you, Yeah No no You did a really good job And, and that's the thing it became, The podcast became something That people were actually Talking about in the community And stuff They could actually Hear about it Right Like as in I remember even in, um, When I came out here To visit my in-laws In California There was like A whole conversation About that podcast That we did um, on, the, on the On the gay Muslim thing And um, and 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 that podcast in particular became like a household conversation, right? Like people were very much like, "Whoa!" Like, oh
1: yeah, hundred yeah, percent,
0: yeah, right. And I had so much good feedback uh, about the way you handled the conversation, the way you kind of like you know, uh, the way the way you know, essentially the whole thing was packaged and, and presented in, in a way that was balanced and uh, Islamic. Um, so now you did a really good job with the podcast, man. That's why, like, when you when you decided yeah. to leave. Um, that
1: was the first I'll, thing you asked me You're like Oh can you, can you still was, the like,
0: Okay that's fine Like leave <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind leaving um, Can you Can you just still do the podcast? Because uh, honestly Because it's like You know um, I guess hosting is something That I'm going to have to like Develop my skills on and stuff um, But no no honestly You did a really good job With the podcast Salim, and you know what? also no, as chief I'll, editor honestly, as well Like mashallah Like it's, you it's grew a lot more... The more vibe
1: yeah, too much. It's, it's okay. Don't worry. So I was gonna but do a lot of praising, but let's. Just, yeah, no, no, you know. I'm I'm cutting it short. That's but I was fine. gonna say it, it's actually a lot more fun being on the on the hosting end than on the on the guest end, because yeah. like on the guest end, number one, like every time you open your mouth to say something, I'm like on edge. I'm like, oh my god, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna ask me? Um, and and also the the pressure's on like me as the guest, for example, to kind of. Be the one that's keeping the listeners engaged, right? You're loving it. Whereas
0: you've been rambling on and on. You've, you've told. I've me, had you've everything.
1: I, I've had a lot of coffee this this uh, today. This day. You're loving I guess. Uh, no, genuinely, it's, it's awful. Um, because because the presenter role is nice because you actually just you get to sit there, listen, and then push and probe and and just do all of that stuff. So I think you'll love it, honestly. Like it's it's a lot of fun, but but I you just need to. Uh, like, I think that the idea that you've got is obviously the first few to kind of interview people that you already know um, and are, are safe in that sense. I think that's a good thing. And and also, like, try and push a few buttons with them, see how they react, because um, especially when it's like a recorded setting, you know, feel free to, to throw some curveballs at me, see what happens. I'll just walk away and, and not come back um but yeah like i i I think that's a good idea and then kind of getting into it but it's it's i i I hope you'll you'll love it as much as i did because no i'm I'm really looking forward to it and
0: and and you know what one thing Salim, is like obviously over here in california in terms of time difference um i think i should be okay in that obviously with uh people in the uk if i wanted to interview them um like 8 a.m well i'm not gonna do 8 a.m ever again but like you know 11 a.m will still be like evening time your, your time is like evening time which i yeah. think is okay for you know some some guests to be able to do like uh to, I, to record a podcast
1: i think most people wanted evenings but i, I would always just exactly. the daytime because exactly. i wanted it in, exactly. in the working yeah. hours yeah. and
0: then i've also got like this american uh muslims that i really want to explore right um and that's my whole thing at the moment right like isn't at the moment i've just been kind of getting my base set up here getting into the routine and rhythm of having an office and my own workspace over here well, of course the idea really is to start exploring um this this phenomena of american islam right and, and american muslims because it's very different like we've discussed this in the past i'm married to an american muslim so i can say these things like it's 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 a different it's a different situation to the uk completely you know um and i want to explore that because it's not like to say it's, it's a bad thing like you know they're bad or like lesser than uh, british muslims but the culture is just very different um and, and it's is' very nuanced right is my favorite word It's like nuanced differences you know you have, um, you have to do
1: this every time with your hand N- nuance. nuance
0: right um <laughs> no no it's um so i am you know i'm I'm excited to actually kind of have those conversations let, let
1: me let stuff. me ask you a question mm. since you asked me um so since uh I left the muslim vibe um and you've moved to America. I'm I'm sure things are probably significantly different. So what's what's in the pipelines for for TMV? What's like what's the plan now? How how are you gonna? I guess also manage things remotely or like with like a, you know, that whole setup that you got going on. So over uh, over to you.
0: Yeah, thanks, Salim. Um, so you set this is you unscripted, set me up, by the way. You set me up quite nicely because obviously the plan was. Are you planning to... to do this anyway? Huh? no 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 I was, I was talking about the actual thing that you did when you resigned in june essentially what you had done is you set my june to september to as marcus called say threat level midnight right so september already had a deadline in mind anyway that i was gonna leave and move to america okay yeah which was difficult as it was and then you threw this banner in the works which is hey i'm resigning all right
1: you um, are welcome
0: and i have no hard no there's no hard feelings on that <laughs> but basically what that meant was was that June, July, August, September, um, yeah, I had to work like triple like energy to kind of set up new processes, um, understand and take over the things that you were doing, the things that I, I didn't enjoy doing, like operations and stuff like that. Um I've had countless voice notes and phone calls and meetings and emails and documents and all this kind of stuff. Um so so that's basically what that was like But the idea was Is that I wanted to move in, to America Oh and in the middle of it We also had to move the team's office right um, mm-hmm. But the idea was Is that I wanted to have All that stuff sorted out by September Which alhamdulillah Everything came together perfectly Right uh, With God's blessings um, And now we're over here um, The future for the Muslim Vibe In terms of growth now So I'm actually really excited to share with you Is um, that we're going to be launching quite a few sub-brands under the Muslim vibe now. Um, so, um, basically, the Muslim vibe as as a brand itself is is fine. Um, but, you know, that we kind of shut ourselves in the foot in that we started creating very diverse content for everyone, right? But like yeah. The algorithms of today and I guess the way people are today when it comes to like absorbing content, that's not how they interact with it. You want to subscribe to a youtube channel based on the fact that you know you you know when you subscribe to a youtube channel that's that's a deep commitment right because subscription button's not that easy to click
1: on for, for you it's a deep commitment not for me okay but, <laughs> do you go around subscribing to I, youtube
0: channels i don't i
1: don't subscribe to anything
0: exactly right so it's, it's a hard push that's what i'm saying right yeah. so what i'm saying is it's like you know video one two three you see on youtube right you like them and then you subscribe now you're expecting yeah. that fourth video to be the same as the first three that you've seen right or at least similar to right now, if that fourth video is completely different, it's an hour-long an hour documentary about, I don't know, history or something. Yeah. You're, you're not going to engage with that, right? So, essentially, that's how we've built the Muslim Vibe, was that, we, you know, we have these, like, short videos going out. We have these viral videos going out. We have these documentaries going out. We've got podcasts going out. And, essentially, it wasn't sticking for everyone. So, we've got a big follower, mashallah, alhamdulillah. But they're all following us for very different reasons so i want to cure that by developing these new sub-brands for the muslim vibe um, so for example I'm, i want to branch out our news content to its own specific its own specific profiles so like tmv news um, and that's just all news content right so muslim news stories from around the world and that's it you know um but then the one that i'm really excited about inshallah uh, is going to be called my muslim family um so this is going to be essentially a a content space um for Muslim families. so parents um basically the idea is to kind of explore the best ways for this generation our generation to raise a proper Muslim family and and kind of really talk about those issues that we're struggling with because we are struggling you know right you've got two kids I've got one right um and we're worried about so many different things right we're worried about social media we're worried about technology we're worried about uh culture we're worried about you know, this sexualization and all this various different things, drugs and all sorts, but there's no space right now to have that kind of open and candid conversation. Um, mm. so inshallah, that's going to be the first project that we're going to be kind of putting a lot of energy into. Um, to, uh, it'll be a separate brand to the Muslim vibe, but it'll you know, for all intents and purposes, is part of the Muslim vibe. No, there, if... there is another project, but you know, uh, you know about that one, but I want to keep that hush hush for a while offline. Offline,
1: <laughs> very good. Um Well, no, it's good, man. I, I, I think. Uh, it, actually, wait, you're the you're the host. You got to speak now.
0: No, I, I actually like. This. I, I just
1: slipped. I into natural. Okay, let me just. I ask know. And then then a, I, I switched
0: into guest mode, so let's let's do it. Let's <laughs> you end the show. <laughs> you can end uh, this. You can end this episode. Well,
1: well, thank you, Hasib, for giving me the opportunity to to talk about my time at the Muslim Vibe. Um no, it, look, I, I think uh, it's, like, definitely the the podcast is something I'm going to miss. Um, I will maybe wait, like, a year and then, like, listen back to, to all of them chronologically just to go through the cringe of the first few episodes and then hopefully, you know, listen to some better conversations after that. Uh, but I will be listening back to the podcast and, and uh, I, obviously, I, I wish you all the best and, and hopefully it goes well. Um, and, yeah... I, you remember I always used to hate ending the podcasts So I don't know why I you know. made me do this again I
0: know You you didn't, You never ended a podcast You were just like Hmm Yeah So
1: Okay
0: It's been a pleasure talking with you Salim It's been a pleasure working with you for 7 years Thank you so much for everything you've done at The Muslim Vibe Thank you for your friendship Thank you for the brotherhood you make um, out like
1: we're never going to speak again We're going to chat No no we are this But this podcast. is just like
0: official isn't it So this is on, on the record. record Yeah this is on the record okay. conversation Off the record Okay You know We'll have another conversation about it But um, <laughs> No no honestly Genuinely from the bottom of my heart man I want to appreciate it Because You know it, Not everyone Has and I can I can say this now right Like I'm working in four walls in Literally in the middle of a desert Like you've seen my surroundings right um, But like working With someone that you're so close to Like for seven years like your best friend that's that's like an amazing privilege and you know some people will say that like you don't make the best of moments like that but i genuinely feel like we actually made the best of those moments like when we were not bothered to work and we said you know what let's just go get some lunch. we would go get some lunch. you know we would actually enjoy our lives you know we actually enjoyed working together um and the office, at least i'm saying that but like we, you know we actually i actually enjoyed it every day you know every, every day was exciting to come into the office and and, and it was just jokes, you know. Um, I, I, a...
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say every day, but but no, I I agree. I think we we were we were definitely lucky to have spent. And you say seven years; it was more like nine years because of ours. Uh, we yeah, creative and everything before that. Almost, so we spent almost ten years working together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think whilst we definitely made a lot of mistakes along the way in both, you know, the, the business and TMV and everything else. I I feel like we were we were lucky and blessed that that the kind of the team that we built and like the office atmosphere and environment that we built around us uh was very nice and like you said you know th- th- there was that kind of atmosphere where I I did genuinely look forward to going to the office every day you don't know what's going to happen um or or we should or, have recorded what ra- it man. what random like fight's going to kick off today in the office like who's going to get pissed off about what obviously like all in in jest but still like there was there was yeah. always those, the, the tax conversations. Tax and, conversations. Gone. Like, w- w- so so, just, so <laughs> just so everyone is, is, is aware, like we, we used to have a few people in the office that were obsessed. They were all self-employed, used to love talking about tax. And Haseeb would just, for example, say to me, like, oh, Salim, uh, what's, uh what happens uh, above 20K and you have two children tax? Yeah, like, he would just say something speculative and random. And then you would just get three hyenas in the room looking up and then just start arguing with each other about about the implications of the question, I mean, so and that you could would be it. Back
0: and just make like very immature noises
1: to and, egg them and, up, and then and then chuck chuck like a little cluster grenade into the situation every now and then. Oh my be god! Be like, oh, but 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 what what about the P forty five? And then that's it. They all kick off again. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, those are good times. No, are but good no, times like, I sure. I echo I echo a lot of what you said. Uh, it has it has been an amazing um, journey. I think. And and like you said, we're lucky. And and to be honest, I like I said on on the emotional side or the sentimental side, I just feel like it it everything ran its course, um happened as it should have. You know there was like a natural end in the in in the season. If this for was sure. a TV show, uh, with you moving to America, us moving office, me changing roles, like that's it. Um and, Alhamdulillah, yeah, sure. I think it's I think it's worked out for the best.
0: Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. And also the teams in a very nice office, right now.
1: Yeah, I love the space. I, I, I've they been down there. A they, they've times. upgraded
0: to the better room. Oh, as well
1: recently. I, haven't, I haven't seen the new yeah. one. I need to go check yeah. it
0: out. Yeah, go check it out. To be fair, it's the old team is back together again. It's just me and you that's left, basically. <laughs> yeah.
1: Lovely. All right. Thank you very all much, right, Salim.
0: It's been a pleasure, and I hope we will have another conversation soon so that was it that was our conversation uh it was emotional at times for me to be honest with you towards the end i was getting quite emotional there because i just started thinking about a lot of the memories a lot of the fun memories that we had um me and salim uh, you know we've been working together for 10 years uh pretty much um and, and been good friends a little bit longer than that as well and you know life just happened in a way where this year you know he's moved on somewhere else i've moved to another country um Alhamdulillah, the team v is still kind of uh you know doing his thing uh but things are just a bit different you know and alhamdulillah for that it's 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 all part of god's uh, amazing plan that he has written for us um i hope you enjoyed that conversation uh, i know it's slightly different to what you're probably used to um you know inshallah we're going to be speaking to different types of guests um as i've mentioned and i don't want to sound like a broken record but um, I've moved to California, and, I, and there's a lot of interesting things um, that we're looking to do out here. Uh, namely, I really want to speak to American Muslims because their experience, to compared to UK Muslims, is very, very different. Um, even though we speak the same language, we have so much, uh, we share so much in terms of like our, our kind of culture, right? The Western culture that we're both part of. Um, things are just very different here and even state to state and even be- between states and cities, there's there's big cultural differences um, that I'm really keen to explore. Um, so inshallah, you know, we're going to be having a nice mix of both British and American guests going forward, uh, which should be quite fun and I think it should provide a lot of insight um, for us as well. Um, just before I go, I just wanted to kind of uh, shed light on that project that I just mentioned uh, as well the, during the podcast. Um, so we're working on a new project called My Muslim Family, um, and the idea behind that is creating a platform uh, for Muslim parents, right? Um, west, you know, based in the West, um, and something that really helps them um, deal with the issues that they're, they're struggling with. And if you're a, if you're a parent, uh, Muslim or not, to be fair, you know how difficult it is, right? And um, there's there's so much that you have to think about, right? And, and the family is such an important, integral part of society um so we realized that there's a big gap um there really but there's there's no conversation taking place and essentially what's happening now is you've got um you know young muslims now having children without the right guidance if that makes sense or without the right support Um, i don't want to use the word guidance because this project really isn't about anyone knowing what they need to do no one knows what they need to do when it comes to being a parent um, but the idea is to, for us to kind of collectively, as a community, explore, um, you know, how how we can go about raising a successful Muslim family um, and a God-centric one. Um, so that's the idea behind the project. So, Inshallah, if you guys want to get involved, you have any questions, any suggestions? Um, please do reach out let me know uh, you can do that in the comments below or you can reach out to us via any of our social media platforms um, but yeah I'll be really really keen to have everyone on board with that journey as well that's going to be a complete separate band to the Muslim vibe um, and inshallah uh, we'll see you there too um, Salim never knew how to do those outros properly and I've had a few ideas of like quirky things that I could do at the end of a podcast that would be like our signature thing but now that I'm here I'm <sighs> here I really don't know how to do it. So I'm probably just gonna do it like Salim where we end with a little bit of a ramble and uh
1: like an abrupt end. Alright guys, take care. Salam.